DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched about reading. This is the Get Psyched Podcast, and today we're getting psyched about reading again. If you haven't yet, you should definitely check out the book club that I started on Goodreads. I am a huge fan of the site. I think it's great for discussion and seeing what other people are reading and up to. It's really fun for all readers, so uh, yeah, it's not sponsored again, gotta say that, but like, if you want to join in on the discussion for these podcasts and uh, give your input, then you should definitely join the Goodreads link in the description. But today is a very special episode. I just started reading the Harry Potter series for the first time, and I'm super <laughs> late on it, but I'm pretty excited about Uh, getting into it today because I mean it is a really popular series like most people definitely most people have heard of Harry Potter and have an idea what the stories are about and um I definitely had an idea of what the stories were about like all a lot of my sisters have read the series and have watched the movies uh, but like growing up I really wasn't like allowed to watch it so I didn't watch it when I was younger and then when I got older I just didn't care to because I always considered myself such a a diehard Star Wars fan that I don't know why but in my head I was like I don't care for the Harry Potter series like I'm a Star Wars person but you can definitely love both so I decided to give it a chance and right now is the perfect time to do that because I have a lot of time on my hands and I kind of like blazed through the first two books so I'm going to do them together but uh yeah, I think it's it's pretty exciting to have started this series for the first time and to actually start to understand it um I've loved it so far, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it here. Let's get this structured out. All right. Um, so also, side note, I've been watching the movies after each book. So I watched, I read the first book, watched the movie, read the second book, just finished watching the movie last night. So I kind of want to do a little bit of a talk of the movie and book comparisons. I think uh, it's always interesting to read a book and then watch its movie. I've been doing that a lot lately. I don't. Not every book I read has a movie, but when they do, I I definitely love to watch them soon after just to kind of make the comparisons in my head. And I think this is a great series to do that with because the movies have been keeping pretty, pretty real to the books. Like the differences are incredibly minor, um, but I I, I will talk about that more in a bit. Um, And also, these are the first two books that I've ever read on a Kindle, (laughs) which was an interesting experience. Um, I I only recently got into reading, like I said, and I was always reading like paperbacks at the start. Uh, Not too long ago, I I had like done my first audio book with Dawn Dies at the End, which I'll definitely talk about that book someday. I love that book. Uh, But this was my first time ever reading a book on a Kindle. And I will say that it did change the experience a bit. I think that uh, reading it on a, a Kindle, it was interesting. Just like seeing the way that um, it, it kept giving me like what everyone's top highlights were like oh like a bunch of people highlighted this passage and it just kind of made certain things stand out differently and it also like kind of it was weird man it kind of like psyched me out like at the bottom corner it tells you how long you have left in the book like not far like not page number but like based on how fast you're clicking through the pages how long it would take you to finish the book and it was really interesting and in kind of intimidating at times but also kind of encouraging like oh i only have 30 minutes left to go like let me get through this but then when it's like uh you have like eight hours to finish this book you're like okay I'm gonna have to sit down for a minute but it was kind of nice because it encouraged me to sit down and take long stretches because I was like oh yeah this is 
gonna take a minute to get through so yeah that was that's just my thoughts on reading on a kindle it's a very interesting experience perfect timing though to have just gotten this thing because i mean it's i can't go out and get books right now so it's nice that i have that kind of access so i will say that uh yeah for for certain purposes and because i just recently traveled and i was reading harry potter on the go I do think that the Kindle is a it's, a, it's a viable option. Not my absolute favorite. I'm still a hard book person, but definitely a, a good thing for traveling and when you can't really go out and get a book. It works really well. All right. So like I said, at home with a lot of time right now, like a lot of people are, and, uh, and I kind of read through these first two books pretty fast. I think the first one took me somewhere around three and a half days. The second one took me more like two and a half so I got them done in like under a week, which was pretty nice. Um, the two books are Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is book one, and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, book two. The genre of these books, of course, it's a fantasy, science fiction. There's some drama and mystery in them. Uh, the length of these books, the first one was 322 pages, and the second one was 341. So they're around the same length. And, and I'll give a short summary, but I'm going to keep it real short because I'm sure a lot of people are, are pretty familiar with the storyline. Harry Potter, he finds out he's a wizard at the beginning of book one, and he finds out he's a famous wizard. <laughs> and um, he goes off to the school of like Hogwarts because he gets this letter telling him like, oh, you're a wizard and all this. And well, Hagrid tells him that, but uh, <laughs> well, basically he, he finds out what his background story is, why he's so famous, you know, he his whole background with Voldemort. I'm not going to give away any uh, spoilers in this, by the way. This is just stuff that is pretty common knowledge. I feel like most people are familiar with this. So, you know, he, he finds out his backstory with Voldemort, aka you-know-who, and uh, now he uh, he knows who he is, and he's old enough to train in school, so he goes to school, Hogwarts, and he ends up on these wild adventures uh, <laughs> because weird stuff just keeps happening to him and his friends Ron and Hermione. That's kind of what the the basis of both books are. Um, now, as far as uh, social relevancies, this is a fantasy fiction story that is mostly for entertainment. Not as to say it doesn't have any. This is just a point I wanted to make. I mean, like, it's you enter this whole new world, right? There's whole new rules. There's whole new society and all that. It's really fun and entertaining, just as it's meant to be. Um, there are moments of, of relevance that are really nice but overall this is just a really good time to read i mean you you blast through this whole new world um i read the first two books so fast because you know right now i have a lot of time on my hands and i'm, I'm stuck indoors a lot so it's really fun to enter this whole new little world it's very engaging stories um but yeah there are moments that have social relevancies but overall it, it is a source of entertainment and it has its own little world which makes it a very like stories like this like harry potter star wars etc 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 where they build a whole new world i think they're just so they're so cool because you're like learning you're getting a story but then you're also entering this new universe it's i don't know it's a fun time but yeah there are some some things i could talk about like harry the fact that he grew up and really had no friends um so he like you know in this book he meets ron and hermione and he starts to get friends and he learns a lot about friendship and all that but he's also an extremely grateful and humble character uh, because of this, that he grew up with absolutely nothing. He had no one. And he, he didn't manifest into resentment or anything. He just became very grateful when he started getting things. And he's incredibly humble about everything he gets. It's, 
it's a very nice comparison because like this book does do a lot of subtle comparisons to show you different things it's really nice like to his cousin Dudley um who we see like you know like Harry's really grateful for everything he gets because he grew up with nothing but Dudley was given everything growing up and he's so ungrateful he does not like in at every chance they can when Dudley's in the book like they show how ungrateful and terribly like horrid this kid is um so yeah uh we also see how people from very different backgrounds can end up with similar characteristics which is kind of like the opposite of Dudley and Harry right because they're two different upbringings two different people but then we see different people from or similar people from very different uh, upbringings especially because the way that the school is sorted is four houses right the four houses different characteristics basically people who manifest similar positive traits uh, even though they come from different backgrounds and and we see that through our three main characters who are all in Gryffindor the house of courage and bravery um Harry you know like we said Harry grew up with nothing Harry's very grateful for everything now uh the Weasleys you have Ron who's like from a wizard family and like an entirely wizard family and they're they're like well known I think they're pure blood family I'm pretty sure they are I don't know but um and then Hermione, who came from a muggle household, just like Harry, except she, like, you know, they don't really say a whole lot about her family, but you kind of get this impression that she's definitely treated better than Harry. But they all end up being Gryffindor, uh, which is really nice. And, uh, of course, we have uh, the ever-so-wise Dumbledore, who drops a lot of notable quotes in these books um, that I think those are the moments of social relevancies that are kind of, like, like slap you across the face like you cannot you cannot see past these brilliant things Dumbledore says as opposed to how like there are a lot of other subtle things that are dropped throughout the book but they're very like I said they're they're subtle they're subtle little hints right you you see like comparison of characters with Dudley and Harry and all this kind of stuff but then there's moments where Dumbledore will literally just slap you upside the head and be like well here's the point and uh some of my favorites of those because I definitely utilized the Kindle here and highlighted these bad boys was um first book there was it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live remember that it just reminds me a lot of the quote from perks of being a wallflower that we talked about before you know like where he participates in life instead of just thinking about it and and there's um i don't want to spoil anything but dumbledore said this to harry at some point because there's this special artifact that kind of is supposed to trick your mind into to wanting and dwelling on something that you want as opposed to living your life and uh it was just a really nice well well done point the the way that they threw it in there with the artifact and like how it's so dangerous like i love when they do that in this series like they're like oh this thing is is bad i don't know i don't know but anyways yeah that was a great moment um and then in this first book as well there was the, the point where he said call him voldemort harry always use the proper name for things fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself i'm like a lot of people highlighted that one the kindle tells you when people do and a lot of people highlighted that one and it's it's obvious why right like that's that's true if you just are so scared of something you can't even say its name it'll only make you more scared of it right like if you avoid something you actively try to like ignore something it only makes it worse this to me this quote the first thing that kind of came to my mind was like mental health stigmas and such like if you are afraid to to talk about um 
I don't know, like for example, like depression or something, and you're like scared of talking about it, it becomes this huge taboo thing. It only becomes more fearful when you're afraid to confront it, you know? So I don't know, that that quote, that's what it first made me think of, but I'm sure you could apply that to a lot of things. And um, in book two, chapter 16, I thought it was pretty funny. One, one second, let me get the exact quote here. In book two, there's chapter 16, there's a part where uh, the kid says, exams? We're still getting exams? And I just thought that was hilarious because that's that's definitely how everyone feels right now. Like, some, sometimes things get chaotic, but school goes on. Um, but my favorite part of uh, book two was in chapter 18, where Harry and uh, Dumbledore were having a nice little discussion. Like I said, no spoilers, so I'm not going to say what it was exactly about. But Harry's a bit distraught and Dumbledore uh, calms him down by saying, Harry, it's our choices that show what we truly are, far more than our abilities. And beautiful moment. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that like, that's kind of a lot of the basis of what book two is about when you see the similarities between Harry and someone in the book and you're like, he's like, oh, what if I'm exactly like this person? And and Dumbledore drops the hammer on him and he's like, no, don't you understand? It's your choices. It's not, it's not innate, right? It's not like, oh, just because you are this thing or you have this thing or you've been through this thing that you must become X. Like your choices are just as, like your choices are more you than just the things that are you, you know? I love, I love that point because, I mean, we all go through things in life and we all encounter things and maybe there's something about us or something about our past that might seem innate as far as like shaping who we are but at the end of the day our choices make us who we are far more than the the nature aspect I guess but yeah that's that's a lot of the uh, discussion that I wanted to get into as far as social relevancies and stuff like I said there's not a whole lot I'm gonna like ramble about this because a lot of people know what Harry Potter is but uh, I was pretty excited about reading it and so the last part I wanted to do here was just a little bit of the uh, book to movie comparison because uh, it is a very popular series and I'm sure a lot of people have watched these movies and uh, and read the books too and I think that it was it was done brilliantly uh, the movies are fantastic as far as interpretation I've watched way too many movies from books that totally stray from what the book had in mind and uh, even change the story a bit but that doesn't happen here you there the moments that are definitely worth not changing don't get changed and then there are um subtle changes like i said uh like one one thing was from the second book like one example i can come up with off the top of my head is um the car scene where they're like using the flying car over the train and uh it's definitely dramatized really hard in the movie like it wasn't that dramatic in the book but like obviously for entertainment purposes you'd want to make a scene like that like a scene that could be very cool really cool so like that didn't bother me like obviously I think the choices that were made uh that make the books and the movies different were for entertainment purposes for for movie purposes but for the most part it's almost scene for scene in both of these books there are some scenes that are left out like um we didn't I don't think we ever got uh nearly headless Nick's birthday party I'm pretty sure that didn't happen and there are like there are plenty of scenes that are are jumped but when you think about how long it takes it took about I'd say eight to nine hours per book to read it would be a very very long movie if it were scene for scene 
Uh, <laughs> and that's the only other change that I'd have to note well, between the books and the movies. The movies felt incredibly fast-paced, although they were very long. And as a person who does not like to sit still long and only really watches movies from books because I don't like to sit still long, and that's the only thing that really keeps me into movies, I would say that, like, yeah, it felt really fast, even though they were long still. And I was like, whoa, this is long. It, it, they had to be long to fit everything in that was relevant, but they still had to skip scenes because... Man, they were going fast. <laughs> they were. It just feels way faster, you know, reading versus watching the movie. Um, they obviously can't drag on certain scenes the way they were dragged on in the book. And certain details have to get scooted away. So, like, I don't know if anyone else feels that way, like, having, like, read the series and then watched the movies. But it just feels so past, fast-paced. Everything happens and then happens and then happens. And you miss out on little details that drag on and make scenes last longer. And, I mean, I'm I'm glad for it, though, because I don't want those movies to be too long to sit through. But, yeah, that was, I don't know, the most notable thing I could say. But otherwise, they're very well-done adaptions. I've definitely watched some adaptions that were like, yikes, this was not one of them. Very well done. Excited to get into the next few. And uh, so the very last part of this, I always like to leave these podcasts with a question and this time the question is not really going to be geared toward the books this time i want to ask which house are you in and how do you feel about the description of your house slash how your house is portrayed in the series so uh (laughs) i am a ravenclaw and uh i think that the description the first time i ever read it i was like yeah this makes sense you know it's like Uh, kind of more like witty intellect kind of thing I don't know it reminds me of like when you think of the big five it's like oh you know openness to experience and learning and all that which I'm tested high in before uh, as far as personality traits I think it's really cool that this book is sorted with like this personality thing especially because I'm studying personality psychology right now and I do think that uh the four houses mix pretty well in with the big five in a sense um but uh so far actually in the first two books we don't really get a lot of raven talk (laughs) so it hasn't really been portrayed in the series too much so i don't really have a whole lot to say that myself i think that's definitely a gryffindor slytherin question for the first two books at least um but i do think that it's good that it doesn't have a negative connotation (laughs) because i wouldn't want it to but yeah um thank you for listening and let me know what your favorite Harry Potter books are. I'm excited to get through the whole series so I can choose mine. Yeah. Let's stay psyched about reading. <laughs>